This is day 168 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing Ezekiel chapters 33 through 37. Lord Heavenly Father, as we come into a new week, please bless us as we make strides in our spirituality in an effort to be blameless in your sight, to be obedient to your commands, and ultimately, Lord, to sacrifice all and follow you. For we know that is the ultimate desire of your heart, and the deepest longing of ours is the same. For we know that we need to be right with you, because you are the only one who is satisfactory. You're the only one who satisfies. You are the only one who deserves this. And Lord, you have made promises in your word that you will be with us at all times if we trust in you. Lord, help us to do that today as we enter into your word and understand your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the sons of your people and say to them, If I bring a sword upon a land, and the people of the land take one man from among them and make them their watchman, and he sees the sword coming upon the land and blows on the trumpet and warns the people, then he who hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, and a sword comes and takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood will be on himself. But had he taken warning, he would have delivered his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming, and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and a sword comes and takes a person from them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require from the watchman's hand. Now as for you, son of man, I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. So you will hear a message from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from your hand. But if you on your part warn a wicked man to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he will die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your life. Now as for you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you have spoken, saying, Surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we are rotting away in them. How then can we survive? Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. Why then will you die, O house of Israel? And you, son of man, say to your fellow cities, The righteousness of a righteous man will not deliver him in the day of his transgression. And as for the wickedness of the wicked, he will not stumble because of it in the day when he turns from his wickedness. Whereas a righteous man will not be able to live by his righteousness, 
on the day when he commits sin. When I say to the righteous, he will surely live, and he so trusts in his righteousness that he commits iniquity, none of his righteous deeds will be remembered. But in that same iniquity of his, which he has committed, he will die. But when I say to the wicked, you will surely die, and he turns from his sin and practices justice and righteousness, if a wicked man restores a pledge, pays back what he has taken by robbery, walks by the statutes which ensure life without committing iniquity, he will surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins that he has committed will be remembered against him. He has practiced justice and righteousness. He shall surely live. Yet your fellow citizens say, The way of the Lord is not right, when it is their own way that is not right. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, then he shall die in it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and practices justice and righteousness, he will live by them. Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not right. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. Now in the twelfth year of your exile, on the fifth of the tenth month, the refugees from Jerusalem came to me, saying, The city has been taken. Now the hand of the Lord has been upon me in the evening, before the refugees came. And he opened my mouth at the time they came to me in the morning. So my mouth was opened, and I was no longer speechless. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, they who live in these waste places in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one, yet he possessed the land. So to us who are many, the land has been given as a possession. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord God, you eat meat with the blood in it. Lift up your eyes to your idols as you shed blood. Should you then possess the land? You rely on your sword. You commit abominations, and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Should you then possess the land? Thus you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, As I live, Surely those who are in the waste places will fall by the sword, and whoever is in the open field I will give to the beasts to be devoured, and those who are in the strongholds and in the caves will die of pestilence. I will make the land a desolation and a waste, and the pride of her power will cease, and the mountains of Israel will be desolate so that no one will pass through. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I make the land a desolation and a waste because of all their abominations which they have committed. But as for you, son of man, your fellow citizens who talk about you by the walls and then in the doorways of the houses, speak to one another, each to his brother, saying, Come now, and hear what the message is which comes forth 
from the Lord. They come to you as people come, and sit before you as my people, and hear your words, but they do not do them. So they do the lustful desires expressed by their mouth, and their heart goes after their gain. Behold, you are to them like a sensual song by one who has a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not practice them. So when it comes to pass, as surely it will, then they will know that a prophet has been in their midst. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Woe, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding themselves! Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat and clothe yourself with the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Those who are sickly you have not strengthened. The diseased you have not healed. The broken you have not bound up. The scattered you have not brought back nor have you sought for the lost. But with force and with severity you have dominated them. They were scattered for lack of a shepherd, and they became food for every beast of the field and were scattered. My flock wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill. My flock was scattered over all the surface of the earth, and there was no one to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my flock has become a prey, my flock has become even food for all the beasts of the field for lack of a shepherd. And my shepherds did not search for my flock, but rather the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, you shepherds, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will demand my sheep from them and make them cease from feeding sheep. So the shepherds will not feed themselves any more, but I will deliver my flock from their mouth so that they will not be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd cares for his herd in the day when he is among his scattered sheep, so I will care for my sheep and will deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them to their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the streams and in all the inhabited places of the land. I will feed them in a good pasture, and their grazing ground will be on the mountain heights of Israel. There they will lie down on good grazing ground and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will lead them to rest declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick.
but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with judgment. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will judge between one sheep and another, between the rams and the male goats. Is it too slight a thing for you that you should feed in the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pastures? Or that you should drink of the clear waters, but you must foul the rest with your feet? As for my flock, they must eat what you tread down with your feet, and drink what you foul with your feet. Therefore, thus says the Lord to them, Behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you push with side and with shoulder, and thrust at all the weak with your horns until you have scattered them abroad, therefore I will deliver my flock, and they will no longer be a prey, and I will judge between one sheep and another. Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them. He will feed them himself and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them, and eliminate harmful beasts from the land, so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. They will be showers of blessing. Also, the tree of the field will yield its fruit, and the earth will yield its increase, and they will be secure on their land. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have broken the bars of their yoke and have delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They will no longer be a prey to the nations and the beasts of the earth will not devour them. But they will live securely, and no one will make them afraid. I will establish for them a renowned planting place, and they will not again be victims of famine in the land, and they will not endure the insults of the nations any more. Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir, and prophesy against it, and say to it, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, Mount Seir, and I will stretch out my hand against you, and make you a desolation and a waste. I will lay waste your cities, and you will become a desolation. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Because you have had everlasting enmity, and have delivered the sons of Israel to the power of the sword, at the time of their calamity, 
at the time of the punishment of the end. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord God, I will give you over to bloodshed, and bloodshed will pursue you, since you have not hated bloodshed. Therefore, bloodshed will pursue you. I will make Mount Seir a waste and a desolation, and I will cut off from it the one who passes through and returns. I will fill its mountains with the slain, on your hills and in your valleys and in all your ravines, those slain by the sword will fall. I will make you an everlasting desolation, and your cities will not be inhabited. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Because you have said, These two nations and these two lands will be mine, and we will possess them. Although the Lord was there, therefore, as I live, declares the Lord God, I will deal with you according to your anger and according to your envy which you showed because of your hatred against them. So I will make myself known among them when I judge you. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have heard all your revilings which you have spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying, They are laid desolate. They are given to us for food. And you have spoken arrogantly against me, and have multiplied your words against me. I have heard it, thus says the Lord God. As all the earth rejoices, I will make you a desolation. As you rejoiced over the inheritance of the house of Israel, because it was desolate, so I will do to you. You will be a desolation, O Mount Seir, and all Edom, all of it. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And you, son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel, and say, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Because the enemy has spoken against you, aha, and the everlasting heights have become our possession, therefore prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord God, For good reason they have made you desolate and crushed you from every side, that you would become a possession of the rest of the nations, and you have been taken up in the talk and the whispering of the people. Therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to the mountains and to the hills, to the ravines and to the valleys, to the desolate wastes and to the forsaken cities which have become a prey and a derision to the rest of the nations which are round about. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy I have spoken against the rest of the nations, and against all Edom, who appropriated my land for themselves as a possession, with wholehearted joy and with scorn of soul, to drive it out for a prey. Therefore prophesy concerning the land of Israel, and say to the mountains and to the hills, to the ravines and to the valleys, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my wrath, because you have endured the insults of the nations. 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I have sworn that surely the nations which are around you will themselves endure their insults. But you, O mountains of Israel, you will put forth your branches and bear your fruit for my people Israel, for they will soon come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you will be cultivated and sown. I will multiply men on you, all the house of Israel, all of it, and the cities will be inhabited, and the waste places will be rebuilt. I will multiply on you man and beast, and they will increase and be fruitful, and I will cause you to be inhabited as you were formerly, and will treat you better than at the first. Thus you will know that I am the Lord. Yes, I will cause men, my people Israel, to walk on you and possess you, so that you will become their inheritance and never again bereave them of children. And says the Lord God, Because they say to you, You are a devourer of men and have bereaved your nation of children, therefore you will no longer devour men and no longer bereave your nation of children declares the Lord God. I will not let you hear insults from the nations any more, nor will you bear disgrace from the peoples any longer, nor will you cause your nation to stumble any longer, declares the Lord God. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel was living in their own land, they defiled it by their ways and their deeds. Their way before me was like the uncleanness of a woman in her impurity. Therefore I poured out my wrath on them for the blood which they had shed on the land, because they had defiled it with their idols. And I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed throughout the lands. According to their ways and their deeds, I judged them. When they came to the nations where they went, they profaned my holy name, because it was said of them, These are the people of the Lord, yet they have come out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations, where they went. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Is it not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act? But as for my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you went, I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when I prove myself holy among you in their sight. For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh 
and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land which I gave to your forefathers, so you will be my people, and I will be your God. Moreover, I will save you from all your uncleanness, and I would call for the grain and multiply it, and I will not bring a famine on you. I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the produce of the field, so that you will not receive again the disgrace of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves to your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. I am not doing this for your sake, declares the Lord God. Let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, On the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will cause the cities to be inhabited, and the waste places will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of being a desolation in the sight of everyone who passes by. They will say, This desolate land has become like the Garden of Eden, and the waste, desolate, and ruined cities are fortified and inhabited. Then the nations that are left round about will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted that which was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. Thus says the Lord God, This also I will let the house of Israel ask me to do for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like a flock for sacrifices, like the flock at Jerusalem during her appointed feasts. So will the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew 
and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life, and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, And you, son of man, take for yourself one stick and write on it, for Judah and for the sons of Israel his companions. Then take another stick and write on it, for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel his companions. Then join them for yourself one to another into one stick, that they may become one in your hand. When the sons of your people speak to you, saying, Will you not declare to us what you mean by these? Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel his companions, and I will put them with it, with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they will be one in my hand. The sticks on which you write will be in your hand before your eyes. Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the sons of Israel from among the nations where they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel. And one king will be king for all of them. And they will no longer be two nations, and no longer be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols, or with their detestable things, or with any of their transgressions. But I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned and will cleanse them, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd, and they will walk in my ordinances and keep my statutes and observe them. They will live on the land that I gave to Jacob my servant, in which your fathers lived, and they will live on it they and their sons and their sons' sons, forever. And David, my servant, will be their prince forever.
I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in their midst forever. My dwelling place also will be with them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And the nations will know that I am the Lord who sanctifies Israel, when my sanctuary is in their midst forever. Okay, so let's look at a few things that are in the beginning and the end of this reading today. I'm not going to spend so much time in the middle here in chapters 34 through 36, because a lot of it's the same kind of judgment that we've been seeing up until now, but there's some very valuable things to look at in chapters 33 and 37. So what we see in 33 is Ezekiel being appointed as a watchman. So the importance of this is that he is a faithful witness. He is someone who is trying to be a guardian of the nation. And he explains how this works, is that the watchman is going to look out, and when he sees trouble coming, then he's supposed to blow the trumpet. And the trumpet is to warn everyone of what's happening, and then they take action. That watchman is vital to the survival of a city, especially in the ancient world. Because if they're not paying attention, and they're not warning the people of the impending danger, then they may be caught off guard, and they may be slaughtered. So it's important that the watchman be vigilant and be quick to sound the alarm if trouble's coming. So in the same way, when it comes to a spiritual walk, he is the watchman of Israel at this time. He is speaking the word of the Lord, and he is being made aware of all the disasters and pestilence and and conflict and bloodshed that is coming to Israel. And he is to speak about this. Now, what's very interesting about this is after he was appointed as the watchman, like we see in verse 7, he gave him a warning. He said, you are supposed to tell the wicked man that he is going to die. But if you don't tell him, then his blood will be on your hands because he will die in his sins forever. He will perish. And we only use the word perish when we refer to the second eternal death, which is going to hell. And yet it says that if you warn the wicked man and he repents, then you have done well and you are not responsible. Likewise, if you tell a wicked person to repent and they don't, you're still not responsible. Because you did your job. Your job was to warn them as watchmen. So it reminds us here as well that in in a very similar way, we are watchmen too. We are ones who are to watch for the signs and the things that are going on around the world and speak the truth, warn the people around us of what's coming. We need to be sharing the gospel with people. We need to tell them the reality of the situation around us because we can see it in today's world too that 
evil is so prevalent and it's so obvious, they're so boastful right now, they're not hiding it anymore. Someone needs to say something. And personally, I don't want that kind of guilt on my conscience that I could have said something and I didn't. I should have offered the gospel to someone and then I missed the opportunity and that was the only opportunity I would get. Now, I'm not going to worry about it too much because God is in control and he will save those whom he plans to save. Things will go exactly according to God's plan. But God has appointed us with a great responsibility to be his watchman. And we need to fulfill that role with accuracy and with a whole heart. Why does he want us to be watchmen? Because of what he says here in verse 11. Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. That call to repentance and that call to returning to the joy of our salvation in God. That is what he wants from us. Isn't it good that God is ready to forgive rather than just to punish us? This is way different than most religions, if not all of them. Where all these other gods are vengeful and want to be appeased, but yet they delight in punishing their humans. But God does not. He does not delight in it. He wants to forgive us. In verse 21, we see a turning point in Ezekiel's ministry here, because he had been prophesying the fall of Jerusalem for about seven years now, and it finally happened. But yet what's interesting is that you read in later on that it says that it took him about six months, like it says here, the twelfth year of our exile in the fifth of the tenth month. That was about six months after the fall of Jerusalem. So it took that long for Ezekiel to find out what happened there because God had not revealed it to him. And apparently he had been remaining silent until then. And God opened his mouth and then he was able to speak God's word to these people. So the message that he spoke when he opened his mouth was a message to those who evaded the Babylonian conquerors. They were saying that if Abraham, a single individual, was given the land, how much more do you think they had the right to it? So Ezekiel was responding to him through the Lord by showing them different kinds of sins of which they were guilty of. Why do you deserve this land if you're performing all these sins in my presence? That cannot be so. And he lists six different sins that they perform. Chapter 34 focuses on false shepherds. So, unfortunately, there are, just like there are today, there are many leaders who don't really care about their people. And we see that the shepherds of Israel are referring to the kings. The kings are the ones that are leading the people of a particular land. And so God uses the illustration of the shepherd for them. But these shepherds didn't care about their sheep. 
they cared about themselves and they wanted to feed themselves with the, the food of the sheep. And he allowed the sheep to wander off and to leave them malnourished and not taken care of. And God is upset with them. And so he inflicts judgment upon them. But then he talks about that soon, one day, there will be a proper shepherd, the one perfect shepherd that will come. And I found this to be fascinating when I was reading it, because when I was reading it, I saw Jesus Christ. And we know that Jesus Christ is God, right? But So when I was seeing all this being read, I saw Jesus speaking here, because there's so much comparison, there's so many similarities between the words of God here and the words of Jesus when he walks the earth. Why? Because it's the same person. Jesus Christ is our good shepherd, and God has always been our good shepherd in the form of God the Son. This is the same God. So you can't say that the God of the Old Testament is not the God of the New Testament. This is almost word for word the exact language and compassion that you feel from Jesus. Because it is the same person. So if you read that more carefully, I see it so so strongly. And oh man, it feels so good to read. It's worth a look over one more time. Chapter 35 is referring to the destruction of Mount Seir, which again is in the land of Edom, the Edomites being the descendants of Esau. So they took advantage of Babylon destroying Israel. So they were going to pillage and take advantage of the situation, and God's not happy with what they did, so he pronounces judgment on them. Then through the course of Chapters 36 and 37, God is referring to a restoration of the people of Israel and a new covenant that he is going to make with them. And this is a beautiful covenant that he's going to make with them. Very similar language to what we've read from another portion of Scripture, but it's worth repeating. Going over to verse 25, because this is a progression of salvation in us as well. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put up a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave to your forefathers, so you will be my people, and I will be your God. Moreover, I will save you from all your uncleanliness, and I will call for the grain and multiply it, and will not bring a famine on you. And you just see all these different blessings that God's going to give. But you see a progression of the spiritual state as well. That He's going to purify us. He's going to forgive all of our sins through the blood of the Lamb. The Holy Spirit's going to regenerate us and give us a new heart, a new heart that is affectionate toward God and is not at odds with Him. He's going to give us blessings, and He's going to give us eternal security in His kingdom. 
And you just see all these comparisons to this the spiritual walk and re- renewal that comes through salvation. And it's so nice to see. Then we see a rather famous portion of Scripture, at least in church world, where we see the valley of bones that come back to life. So this is a prediction of the revival of the nation of Israel and the reuniting of its two divisions, as God specifically says that there will no longer be two different kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel, southern kingdom of Judah, but when they come back together, they will be one nation, the nation of Israel. That was fulfilled in the 1940s, but they also became a people again much sooner than that, as we read in the scriptures here in the book of Ezra, Nehemiah. They became a nation again before that. Now, to be a restored people, God would have to breathe life into it. And there's that illustration of making all these bones, all these bodies come back to life, but the breath of God was not on them yet. And until God breathes on them, it won't happen. So just like he did to Adam, God is going to breathe life back into Israel. And it is a sign of a regenerated people that the Holy Spirit is involved in some way in bringing about revival. So we see these depictions of bones and all that. What does this actually mean, though? So these bones represent hopeless, helpless Israel. The graves that they come out of speak of her political demise in terms of they have died because of their sin. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. That one should be pretty obvious. And the vision does not depict a physical resurrection of individuals, but rather a spiritual or political revival. So there will be a political revival of Israel that we see when the nation comes back together during the New Testament and before that, but there's also going to be a spiritual revival at the second coming of Christ, when Israel will truly become whole again. Now with that, I think that we can call it a day on this. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.